Welcome to the Dreamer Podcast, where we talk about vision in your dreams. This is Drea the Artist, and this is episode four. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. All right, y'all. We are here on the Dream Book Podcast with a awesome, intelligent guest, Ronald C. Lee Jr. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for welcome. The, yeah, thank you so much for coming. I'm grateful. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. For, for sure. sure. So, can we start off with you telling our guest about yourself and what you be doing? Okay, so um, RC Lee, for short, and um, I'm an author, two-time author, self-published two books. Um, I'm a performing artist. So um, this year, I'm on a goal to do a hundred shows. I'm on number twenty-one right now. And um, I release a few mixtapes. I do community work. Um, I'm a father, a husband. So, you know, just all around, just. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like is the central force that's driving all of what you do? Like, all of the creative pursuits? Um, the central force? Yeah. Um, my inner child. The young the young, young man in me. The, you know, the kid that just, yeah. that little kid that was... Just had an imagination. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually, I feel like, what keeps you alive, you mm-hmm. know? Like, what keeps you relevant is your inner child. For sure. Because, like, that's your desires, your playfulness. Like, Yeah. Wow, I, I love that. That's actually, <laughs> like, so interesting because, of course, I'm an artist. Like, the imagination, yeah. like, my inner child is... is that's what keeps me, yeah. So, creatively, that's it'd be the same thing with, like, you know, when you were young, when you were a kid, you just... You just think of something, then you go do it, or you like you don't really think about like if you want to wear this crazy outfit, you don't really think about what nobody gonna think about it. You like this what I want to put on today. I want to yeah. put on a corduroy vest with the, you know what I'm saying, uh, the, yeah. the, the the silver pants like this. What I want to wear. That's what mm-hmm. I feel. So I just let that be the driving force. And um, of course, you know, like everything else, my family keep me grounded, keep me, mm-hmm. you know, like focused. And but for the most part, like what keep me going. It's that just like that inner child, that yeah, that little visionary, that little imagination. Yeah, the the little visionary. Yeah, the that's little like visionary, so. Yeah. <laughs> but for real though, because we all have that in us, mm-hmm. and I feel like we cut ourselves off from it for various reasons. Because you think you can't have it anymore because you're supposed to be an adult. Right. It's like no, like that's where the value really is. Exactly. So, um, I I really like how you kind of opened up about like the inner child. Yeah. Um, because. What this podcast is about is vision, you know, and, you know, the little visionary, like, that's where it comes from. Um, and so can you tell us, like, what vision means to you? Um, so to me, vision is pretty much like, um, I would say for me, my vision is, the vision defined by me would be, like, what I see, like, it's different. I get visions in different ways, so I get visions in my dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, I get visions when I'm like awake, but it's just like what I see, even if it's not with my physical eyes, it might be my spirit something to see something. Mm-hmm. And um, and when it feel right in my heart, so when I see it, it feel right, like, all right, that's the vision. That's why I need to go. That's why I need to be going. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of like what I see vision is just like your guide to get you to ultimately your, like fulfilling your purpose. Yeah. And just find like, so my vision is like my guide to help me fulfill my purpose. It kind of like sum it up. It's kind of hard to, you know, explain it, but yeah, if I yeah. had to, you know, put it in words, that's the best I can do. That's why I, I would have sum it up. You know, I completely resonate and agree, you know, with what you said. I think that's powerful because everybody, and I, and I say this a lot, you know, like people talk about vision with your eyes, but really the imagination is literally like facts, like straight up keys. Yeah, for real. Like, for real. Because if you can see something with your mind, exactly. you know, like it's. It's limited. Yeah, your body, your limitation. So your physical eyes, like that's, that's limited. Like your your spiritual eyes, like when you close your eyes and what you can see, what you come up with, like the world you go to and envision, like you create, like that's how you manifest and turn to reality. Amen. What do you feel like is one of like the most interesting visions that you've had, whether it be something that you created, you know, you saw, or yeah. something that you received? Um, being the president of the United States. Okay. I'm running in 2028. I'm following my vision. 2028, I'm running for president. So, so what inspires that vision? Like, why would you want to be president? I really don't want to be president. I'm just following my vision. <laughs> 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 if you want to be honest, like, yeah, that ain't something I really want to do. But, yeah. um, so whether I win or not, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. It's not. The vision hasn't become that clear to me yet. It's still mm -hmm. some time away. But ultimately. Like, I saw myself as the president of the United States, so. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, do you feel like that could be symbolic for something within you? Mm -hmm. Like, or your expression in, like, the direction you're headed with your creative talents and things like that? I do. I do. Because I, I feel like, you know, somebody... In that position, like we, we never had like somebody that came from the slums or somebody that came from the, 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 the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you need somebody that came from the bottom that rose to the top to understand like each level. Like I know what it's like to be piss poor. You know, now I'm really, you know, kinda like in the middle class. Mm -hmm. So I'm working towards wealth. So I've been working from you know what I'm saying, from the bottom. So I know what it's like. Like we grew up on food stamps and stuff, so I understand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That part is like it's it's so many different facets of it. Like I, it was beneficial in one way, then I saw how it was crippling in another way too. So yeah. I just got a unique perspective just based on all the different places I've been in life. So, do you feel like back then that you had a vision, you know, in any way, or did you have a vision for yourself to get out? Like, what was that mental like for you at that time? I just wanted to be alive, honestly. Like. It sounds crazy now when I say it back, but, you know, like, people, I saw people getting murdered and stuff, my friends, when I was, like, 12 years old. So, for me, it was just, like, it was, it was just, like, now they're going to be allowed to make it to see 21. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, like, you get to 21, it's like, I want to get to 25. You get to 25, like, try to make it to 30, you feel yeah. me? So, just growing up in it, like, before... Before, like, I got tainted by, like, the streets and stuff and just kind of, like, started experiencing life when I was just, like, an innocent child, kid, you know, like, um, I always had visions of just being, like, like, uh, I just, I am who I, I, I am who I envision in a sense. Like, I just, 
Like I didn't really see myself doing something. Like I ain't like I was like, I wanna be this or I wanna be that. I just wanted to be a cool person that, that was like smart, that knew that, that that knew how to dress nice, that knew how to speak well. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Had like that that's that's really all I ever really like my big vision of being like being around good people and stuff, so Yeah. Do you how do you feel like Cause I feel like I've heard that story from different people when like the mindset that you're in, like mm-hmm. survival, survival yeah. mode. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a way to reach somebody in that mind, like that state of mind, to open open them up to their possibilities with vision, like, or yeah. do you have to gain security first before you can even start talking about vision? I think you you know, like I think it's both. You do both of them at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of give somebody. That sense of security when you're teaching them about their vision and like trust mm-hmm. their inner vision and trust their self. Like mm-hmm. when you kind of, so what I do is I like to let people know like it don't matter the sick the situation or the circumstances if you alive and you breathing then you got a chance. Yeah. So take advantage of your chance because there's no guarantee that you gonna get another. Yeah. So really like take advantage of it, you know, and like just understand that where you are today don't mean that's where you gonna be tomorrow. Or the next day, or a year from now, you know what I'm saying? Or six months, so like really figure out what you need to get while you're, while you're where you're at, yeah. what you need to learn, and um, you know, just keep on moving forward so you can get to the next phase, get to the next level. Yeah, you know, 10 years ago on this day, like I wasn't think I'd be doing anything I'm doing today, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I just knew I wanted to survive, I wanted to live, I wanted to be alive to be 30 so I could see what 30 was like, you yeah. Know? So, if you could say vision, I did have a vision. I saw myself, I just wanted to be alive. That's People don't want to live, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't want to be alive, don't want to deal with the, the day-to-day life. So, mm-hmm. so to even have that, like you, you still want to be around this? Yeah. <laughs> you got something to live for then, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you, like different things that you said kind of tied into the picture of like vision is really your most valuable resource. Mm-hmm. Whether you have anything outside of you, whether you yeah. have what you think you want, like if you and whether you're in a good, bad situation, like if you have the vision and you know, whoa, I just literally saw we have the video. I pressed pause on there and I never pressed record. And so with you, you know, coming from the bottom, as you would say, and yeah. being where you are now, like, where do you feel like some of the obstacles were? And maybe more recent obstacles. I hate when my mama does this shit. Like, <laughs> Mom, just, come like how many text messages are you sending us right now? <laughs> Y'all, like, for real, this is real time. Like, real I'm, time. Real Mom's time. Mom's on that right now. In the group chat. I don't know. <laughs> she, she be sending songs, like, from the radio. It just be like... <laughs> I'm not about to listen to this song. But shout out to mom. Shout out to my mama. I love my mama. You know, I, but mama, I'm in. I'm in an interview right now. Exactly. Um, but obstacles. not obstacles. And, and so literally, y'all don't see like behind the scenes. It's a lot of obstacles. It's right a now. it's a lot of <laughs> obstacles for this podcast episode. If y'all remember, the first couple minutes of this episode was a little darker than it is right exactly. now. Um, and then while I was trying to figure out my light situation, I pressed pause on. The, the audio, recording, recording, the audio recording, <laughs> and so everything that the podcast listeners just heard before now is kind of like a different quality audio than right now because I didn't start the recording. But it's just like obstacles will show up 
but you don't have to respond. Like I could literally be so worried, nervous. Right. I'm chilling. Like my energy is. We cool. It's cool. We cool, yeah. And it's like showing real, like real time. Yeah, like, for real. But no matter what obstacle, you got to keep moving. But okay, yeah. the obstacles, obstacles for you. What do you feel um, like those have been? Like really, so for me, the f I only really had one obstacle, and that was myself. Like it was a lot of stuff going on around me, but I always had a choice in every matter I ever been in. So um, I made decisions and choices, and I had to, you know, live with consequences behind my choices. Mm -hmm. But it was really like that, that, that having that, the, the finding myself, getting inside of myself, to have the confidence to really be me, to have the confidence to really say how I feel and express how I feel, to be unapologetically, you know, just who I am. Like, all right, this is just me. This is what I like. You know, like. I don't care if everybody like vanilla ice cream. I want I want a scoop of chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that yeah. type of yeah. Like you know, it's thirty. You know, like that's what I want though. Like, oh, you yeah. getting chocolate? Yeah, I want some. That's what I want, right? You don't have to eat it. You know, just to have yeah. that type of like, you know, like that confidence with. Yeah. That's with every situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that was like the biggest obstacle. But now when I like just looking back on it, um, I kind of like changed my perspective of some years ago with it and kind of like stop looking at, at at hurdles and obstacles and stuff but like look at them like adventures like this is just an adventure you know like i gotta work around gotta go around i gotta take a new path i gotta mm -hmm. go a different way but ultimately like I, I gotta get to where i'm going to so i gotta figure out how I'm, you know what i'm saying get yeah. through it so now it's just like i just look at stuff as like a, a adventure like okay you, you're trying me like don't worry about I it yeah that. i found a way to get a yeah. get around it because it build up your endurance it build up your you know like your patience yeah just a lot of things that really just refine you as a person so the hard time refine me as a, as a man so you know i kind of i don't look forward to them but mm -hmm. i embrace them when they come yeah yeah i i love i love the adventure yeah, part yeah. like <laughs> like because it really in some extra stuff you say like it really puts it into perspective of like and I'm in the space where I'm gaining that confidence, you know, like mm -hmm. of adulthood and making my own choices. But it puts you in a space to realize like life is going to bring you whatever the hell life want right. to bring you. But like, you got to be able to maneuver, you know, mm -hmm. like so having that adventurous spirit, knowing that there are going to be obstacles right. and embracing them when exactly. it comes, I feel like makes the experience of them yeah. more bearable. Yeah. Like I like a smooth ride. Who wouldn't want a job? I love a smooth ride. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but, you know, just knowing that it's going to be some type of barriers and obstacles and different things there. It's like, I right, like you said, just have the adventurous spirit. Like, mm -hmm. right, let's try to boost up and get in the trenches then and and figure out how we gonna get up out of this, but yeah, it's here. What do you feel like triggered that shift, like for you to start looking at obstacles that way? Prison. Yeah. Yeah, going to prison. How? Like, how did that specifically change that perspective? Like, why did you have to do that? Because um, I was so I was seventeen when I first went to prison. I was seventeen. I went to prison for an armed robbery, mm -hmm. and that wasn't who I was, and I got judged for that. Mm. A judge really sat down and you know what I'm saying, gave me a sentence. I had to do ten you know, sentencing me to ten years. Mm -hmm. So at that point it was like, you know, I'm a convicted felon. Like the judge like was like this was a violent crime, you know what I'm saying, the way they looked at me and stuff. So I was just like once I survived that and I came came from up under that and came home and still had my sanity, still had my peace of mind. 
still had like love for myself, still had a plan and a vision to be something, to be somebody. And I saw like that didn't break me. Mm-hmm. It was like at that point, I really just, it was just like reflecting because a lot of things that I did in like when I was in prison for those six and a half years, like I read over a thousand books. Wow. So the wow. knowledge, you see what I'm saying? What? I had time. I you six and a half. You think about any what? books you could read in six and a half years. That's you know, like crazy. Wow. when you don't have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just, I ain't really had, it's really nothing else to do. You know, you yeah. could watch TV, but I was like reading books and kind of like really getting in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that's why I like first started meditating and doing different things and start like just kind of like getting to know me. You you like you around strangers like ten months, like one time for one stretch it was like ten months I was in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. So I was just with me, you know. Like people lose their mind in, in situations like that. So um, surviving all that now is like you know. I'm late on the, the, the light bill. You know, I'm not gonna be stressing over that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah. We gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just something simple like that that kind of like throw people whole mm-hmm. life out for it or anything. So it just kind of like really, that's what was the shift. Like that surviving that and then surviving like the gang culture, seeing like so many of my friends get killed and murdered and stuff like that and still be alive after it. Yeah. You know, it's like coming home from a war or something, you like, like when you kind of like just start appreciating like every little thing, like I'm just appreciating, like I'm appreciating. I got all of my fingers and all of my hands, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. really just the simple things. Yeah. So that was really the shift. And that's how it was that shift, like just took me, just put me in a different mindset. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I kind of want to go back to where you said like, okay, prison is where you started meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... What role do you feel like meditation plays for you? Like, like what does meditation do for you? It played a major role because I had a lot of a lot of anger issues, mm-hmm. you know, and just being a young man and programmed to like not really show my feelings or emotions, you know, like it was a lot of internal things that I had going on. So, like I un- I was unconsciously meditating. Like I really even know. Like I was like astro traveling and the stuff that I was doing. Like I ain't know the terms for that at the time. Yeah, I just was like escaping from like the prison walls. You feel me? Like it's like I like my body in here, but like my mind could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm like I could go anywhere with my mind. Like I could go visit Egypt tonight. You know what I'm saying? If I yeah. if I know how if I could read how it look, <clears throat> I could visualize it and I could go there. Yes. So that was always my thing. So I just like it it, it kind of the breathing first was like what what got me to to like start calming down. Like that's what I do when I get angry. Mm-hmm. I just be like I just breathe. You know, like I feel like um the tongue and the roof of my mouth and something like Tim like man take the tongue off the roof of your mouth like you then you loosen up like man I'm tense as hell mm. so I started seeing that like I was always you know real tight and mugged up so when I just at first I just started like working on breathing it was unco- <laughs> like it was really like from um what's crazy though it was from bad boys too that woo side you <laughs> really? know what I'm saying yeah like I wouldn't rub uh, my ear though yeah, yeah but it was just the <sighs> woo side you feel yeah. me like I remember that uh, you know what I'm saying so I just, you know, kind of like start doing that, like a breathing that'll always calm me down. But when I be like in a cell at nighttime or whatever, and you know, just up, I kind of like just drift off in my mind. Yeah. And and lay back, like relax my body and just kind of 
take my mask so for me it really helped me kind of, even to this day i do it like i just like to stop and just kind of like meditate breathe just focus on the sound like something the natural sound or something like take my mind off everything if i'm like feeling depressed or like and panicking like having anxiety you know like anything mm-hmm. going on it's like i kind of all right let me just breathe let me just focus on like right now let me focus on my breathing let me focus on what's going on right now with me you know what i'm saying yeah. like i ain't thinking about nothing else nothing and kind of like give myself a few seconds to to recenter and then move on so meditation real 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 if you had to define meditation because i feel like people have different ideas of what meditation is Mm -hmm. if you had to define it like what would it be for you just um just silencing my thoughts okay controlling like my thoughts in the sense like really focusing on what i'm thinking and not like allowing just stuff to, you know what I'm saying, like into my mind or whatever, like mm-hmm. just really taking the time to take away, unplug. So it don't have to look like a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like I might be like in the car outside of my house before I go in. Yeah. And you know, turn the car off the music off and just kind of like, and just like not think about what happened today or what's gonna happen later or nothing. Just I'm breathing. The birds mm-hmm. chirping, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and get and, and and just something like that. So that's really what I say. Just like kind of focusing my thoughts. That's what I consider meditation. Like focusing my thoughts. And yeah. yeah, pushing the negative out, pushing it out, and just focusing on whatever it is I'm choosing to focus on that time. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I like that you like kind of refined it to like focusing on your thoughts because at first you said silencing your thoughts. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. And that's what I, I think is important for people to like understand. Right. Because they be thinking that silence. they're not doing it. Right. Because right. they silent. like, now nah, you ain't going to silence that voice. Like it's. But it's, focusing yeah. it. Right. That's a better way to say it. Focusing it. Right. Yeah. For sure. Do you feel like, could you imagine black men in general being more tuned into themselves meditating like what difference that would make in our culture yeah i could definitely imagine it i could definitely imagine it that's one of the things that i i'm working on um creating the the, the atmosphere and the culture and like different ways to teach you know men how to deal with that like i said i had anger issues so i completely understand mm-hmm. you know what uh, a lot of men be at when it's like when you program to like everything is about not showing feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Like being on cry, you know what I'm saying? That's like a f- showing your feelings. Like man, you you and your feelings, like it, it make it a, a feminine trait and it's not. So when we got that, you know, like we just have to learn. So meditation and teach you like it humble you because you really have to like, you, you see how, how, much, how fast your man be going. You see how like, how much things had had things into your mind and go and could work and fester and you know all that like you you really start paying attention to it so mm-hmm. i think it'll make a i could i could definitely see it i could imagine it, it'll take time but it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, uh a lot of men a lot of good brothers that's out that 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 that, that are doing it that are active we just we need more though we need way more though mm-hmm. but It'd be a better world, definitely. Yeah. A lot of better homes, a lot of better families, mm-hmm. a lot of better situations, definitely would. Yeah. So speaking of better world, I want you to um, tell our podcast okay. watchers about your books and kind of the vision for your books, what motivated, mo- what motivated that, um, and kind of, you know, like what vision yeah. you're trying to deliver with that. So um, two books. Like one I just dropped last week, 
So um, that's kind of fairly new. And then my book, Transformation. So this is the first one, Transformation, Breaking Generational Curses and Mental Barriers. And um, it's the book pretty much, it's kind of like self-explanatory in that standpoint of just breaking those generational curses and the mental barriers that we all have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the generational curses, like it, it, it varies depending on your family, you know, like, you know, like um, it could be depression, it could be mental illness, it could be poverty, it could be, um, you know, single motherhood, you know, it could be, you know, like manipulation, lies, like thievery, like it's so many different, you know what I'm saying, things mm -hmm. that go into it. So it just, it's just what it looked like in your life, you know, and like your family. Mm -hmm. And it's just about like identifying those behaviors and those thought patterns that's like mm -hmm. defeating that that has been passed down to you through your family. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so those more like what I look at like the generational curses, and then the mental barriers are also things that's like passed down that you have inside of you that like things that you think that you can't do or you think that you're not prepared for it or you think wow. that it's too much for you to handle. Mm. So that's really what it represents. And like the transformation of the nation. So to, to go in the book like transformation is like about the inner journey. So it's like not a book about um how can you just go actively transform the nation like. You transform the nation by transforming within. Mm. You are the nation. Mm. We all connected. So if you transform within, wow. that's going to inspire change in the people that's around you, that's close to you. They're going to see it. It's going to spark the change. So that's like the first journey that you need to take before you get to trying to go yeah. and save the world, like save you first. Yeah. Then it'll start to trickle around the people around you, and you will pass it on, you know. So yeah. that's pretty much what the book about. Like it's nine stages. So I talk about transition from how to transition from like your thought process. It's pretty much being born again from the old to the new, your old ways of thinking to your new ways of thinking. And then I end it with manifestation mm. and um, just pretty much like how to like manifest. So I talk about organization, segmentation, um, like I said, reflection, resonation, resigning from um, negative thought patterns that you have and th different things. Mm -hmm. So I use my life as a reference of how I was able to transform yes. my life from, from within to pretty much like give it some, you know, some points like to show like if I was able to go from being a two-time convicted felon, you know, armed robbery, gang banging and all these things to mm -hmm. being in a place that I am today, it was a transformation that took place within, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because externally like i'm still a two-time felon like that i'm like yeah. i'm still that on paper yeah you know so like it's certain apartment complex if i go get try to get an apartment like no you can't stay here like this mm -hmm. is a real thing like i can't go and get a purchase a firearm to protect my family like yeah you know certain states you can't vote so this, this is a real thing that i still have but the transformation for me came from the inside so don't none of that matter yeah that's just whatever you know what i'm saying something that happened yeah like yeah. exactly so whatever like you I can't stay here that's not saying I can't stay any place that's not saying I can't own a home that's saying I can't mm -hmm. stay in your complex yeah and I don't take it personally yeah and then which, when you just said like I I can't stay here like <laughs> even in the sense of people that you know might see you there yeah but when you realize like it's your internal like that transformation happens inside of you realize like i don't have to judge myself for that like yeah like y'all can do that but yeah, I, I serve my time i pay my debt to society like, yeah I, and i think that's really yeah. important for people in general like 
you know, everybody doesn't have prison to say that, but everybody has something that something they did. They, they, they did, right. That or that they, they being judged hold over for. themselves. Like, you Even know. If, yeah, you might have been, you know, like you might have been a little. Little thotting and bopping in your college years, you know, like for real, yeah. you know, you got some, you caught some bodies that you kind of like wish you didn't like. Yeah, that don't make you who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't get Keep judged talking. like you can't judge somebody based off, you know, like they lowest moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine being judged by your the the, the lowest thing that you did, mm-hmm. the worst thing that you did in life. You being judged for it. Yeah. You know, like, so whatever it is, like you said, and then prison is not always ch- shackles and chains somewhere downstate. Mm-hmm. We living in a lot of prisons in our homes, yeah. mental prisons. Wow. You know, and now I feel like people in prison to religion, to, you know what I'm saying, certain things that, that's, that's imprisoning your mind and your spirit. You feel yeah. Like, yeah. so your job. You know what I'm saying? You hate it. You've been there for 10 years. You hate it every day. You in prison. Yeah. You going somewhere where you don't want to go. That's like real. Against your (laughs) life. You know what I'm saying? Where you don't want to go there. And then the thing is, when you in prison, like physically, like you don't have a choice of the matter. When you go get up and go to work, like that place that you hate every day, like you got a choice in that. And you're choosing it. So it's even worse. Yeah. I I mean, I, I really do. There's, I feel like so much in that you know like there's been a lot of value i feel like we've been communicating um so if there's like one thing that you would want somebody to take away from this podcast episode what would that be um find that that inner child Mm. go go rediscover that inner child the one that you that you suppressed that life suppressed that life damaged and scarred you feel me yeah traumatized and beat up you know what i'm saying like like go find that person and and rekindle that relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's what I say. Like the one thing go away. Like that's what I had to do. I had to go get back to the enemy. Yeah. And that kid that didn't care. You feel me about like before I even knew that people didn't like me and stuff like that. Like before I even knew what that was. You know, like yeah. you know, like yeah. Before I was even introduced to them type of thoughts and those wow. ideas, those ways of life. Yeah. Like get back to that person and then. Wow. It'll tell you a lot about who you are today. You know what I'm saying? Because you're really, you gonna really be wow. like, damn, I'm not weird. I always been like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, who I am. Like, so wow. what? You know, like I used to like, you know, whatever it is. Like, get back to that. Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm like, cause that's that's some something I'm gonna meditate on. Like, yeah. When you leave, like, like, who like, that's was she? Like, yeah. Like, re- like remember, like, and then if you're fortunate to have your parents. If you're fortunate to have family around that remember you then, like, just ask them, like, man, what type of person was I when I was yeah. two years old? Yeah. When I was first born, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's some stuff that you used to see about me before I could speak, before I could talk, before I was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because another thing, language wow. is a barrier. Oh, you know This is amazing. Saying? So, yeah, like, just get back to, like, that that kid, that innocent kid before life, before life started happening, before the yeah. he was introduced to, to yeah. those things, yeah. Okay, great. I'm I'm so grateful that we had this conversation. Like this <laughs> yeah. is awesome. I can't wait to listen to this myself. Um, but can you tell everybody where to find you? Um, and if you have anything coming up, like you said, you're on your road to 100. So maybe yeah, speak on, on that <clears throat> for our local Houston people. Okay, so yeah, for everybody in Houston, and really, you know, the way it's looking with the government look like Corona over with. So um, it looked like <laughs> things finna be, oh, I guess it's over now. So you know what I'm saying? Like, 
they they getting us ready to open back up. Oh, hey, that's what it seemed like. It's God. like <laughs> for real though. Like, so yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm on the on the road. Is I'm calling it the Liberation Tour, and I'm performing a hundred times this year. So if you in Houston, like you gonna I'm sure if you in the scene, you are gonna see me out. You are gonna catch me out if you haven't saw me out already. And um, but you can find me everywhere. Ronald C Lee Jr. on Instagram. Ronald C Lee Jr. or just R C Lee. You can find both of the books. I never talked about liberating lyrics. That's um, it, it's a book of rhymes. So it's like my poetry, a few of my songs, and um, just kind of like really breaking them down, putting them in depth. I feel like you work a different part of your mind when you when you reading something, when you listening to it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of my um lyrics are real visual. Like I really think about everybody that I do. You know, so like I'm really painting a picture. And, creating something visually so i know what reading did for me so that's why i wanted to create a book for like so you could Amen. read it and really see you know what i'm saying get a feeling of it and you can find both of my books on ronaldcleejr.com um you could contact me on you know just follow me on instagram link in my bio everything rc lee and really connect with me like i'm you know i don't know if how i'm how i'm perceived to the public but i'm a cool person like i really like connecting with people and stuff so like yeah Let's network, let's build, let's connect, you know, collab, all that. Like, let's work. That's the only way we're going to grow. Yes. Bet. And there y'all have it. Thank (laughs) you so much for watching. Through all the twists and turns, I feel like so much value was brought here today. So, yeah, y'all have an amazing day. Can I say one thing before you Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I really want to shout out you, though, for, for the platform. Like, we did some drawing and stuff. It was real therapeutic, meditating and stuff like this. I don't, I don't like doing podcast interviews, really, because it just become like redundant to questioning and stuff. Like, so you create a, a nice atmosphere and a nice vibe. Like, it, I got my shoes off. Y'all can't see it, but I didn't took the <laughs> shoes off. I'm comfortable. Like, so that mean a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, definitely salute to you, Queen, doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Dream Book Podcast. Yes. Keep yes. building, keep growing. Like. Yeah, for real. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. All right, y'all. We out. Peace, 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 peace. All right, y'all. So we are here for our freestyle session with the lyrical master. Okay. Um, and so this is a original beat, right? Like you Uh, made this whole yourself. No, I ain't make it. This my producer, Fat Justin. Okay, baby. Yeah, I just didn't want to do nothing like from nobody else. I rather you know keep it in house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Y'all just heard like a snippet of it because I don't got nobody helping me today, so I'm <laughs> I'm like moving everything. Literally. But I'm about to play that hoe. Um, he go he 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 gonna drop this on y'all. Here, uh-huh. here we go. Here we go. Fat Justin on the beat. Got a nigga feeling like a jazz band on the streets. All the mistakes I made then, all the lessons that I teach. Wrote a book with two felonies and no college degrees. Yeah. Feel like Ball Fade, Kobe when he beat the big three. Or Mike when he won the ring in 1993. Call the Glock, Scotty Pippen is holding 33. So if you see me in the streets, don't ever ever think it's sweet. Pity the fool that really think that he can fuck with me. Open the can of whoop ass and call it twisted. Raised in the trenches, we was living viciously Guns singing on the block like a ghetto symphony 
kids dying from the madness but ain't getting no sympathy I'm traumatized too, I'm just asking for some empathy Get the fuck away from me with all that toxic energy The sauce is free, but my time I'm gonna have to charge a fee I'm all about my business, I'm living terrific On this track I am a menace, I might name it Dennis These niggas is sweet and they fake Splendid. I'm speaking my truth and I don't care if you offended, you get it? I don't care if you don't, I ain't settling for less, I'ma get what I want Freedom is a choice, you will or you won't I'm just here to get that bag, once I get it I'm gone and I ain't never scared I'm everywhere, you ain't never there Standing alone, I'm the best in here Smoking that strong, put it in the air Talking the right up out of underwear I must admit I am a fucking player But I ain't trying to get no pussy, baby No, I'm just trying to get some money with you Cool, I'm just trying to build a tribe With positive vibes, I'm trying to paint you the bigger picture Cool that's it right there, man. Yeah. Wait, let it, me see how it. much is left. I'm yeah. about to. I want to freestyle on this beat. Talk. Go ahead. Although I, I ain't about to do all that. Go ahead. Uh. I said I can't do all that, but I could do it like this because it's my way. It's always the way. Dre Adrizi in this hole and I'm live. Yes, I'm going down and I got a nine to five, but I keep my focus on my shit. I go all the days, I do my shit. <laughs> I'm an artist, I'm farting all the good shit because it go like this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying and I'm not screwing up. I just live for myself and you and my light. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, and it's over. So I keep going a cappella, and I tell ya, we out, we gonna peace out. So thank you for watching, and I love ya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, y'all. I tell you on the vocal and the freestyle. For sure. For cheesy. All right. I'm finna say I'm looking at this camera.com. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, y'all.